a lost utopia. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. Once upon a time, there was a town somewhere between Enid, Oklahoma and Perry, Oklahoma. Its exact location, a mystery. It was a town comprised solely of women. And one more thing. No one knows if it ever actually existed. This is the story of the Bathsheba ghost town. It's a ghost town. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. I love it. The podcast is a ghost town. Here we are. There's not a lot of ghost town stories. No. We've exhausted... Many over the years. Some people think, where are the ghosts? And I was like, Even ghost town doesn't mean ghosts necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, you know what? Let me see if I can find one that I really like. And I think that's what we do. We find things that we like that kind of turn us on. At the, yeah. The, that isn't at, like a Pizza Hut menu item. Like sometimes we got to get back to the roots of things, to the core. And this is this is a place that existed not long enough ago to not have records but it is long enough ago to not have records. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in that liminal space of newspapers existed and people would print journalism in them. But also a lot of people didn't have birth certificates. Its alleged existence is in 1893. Mm-hmm. It was brought to light for the first time or brought to people's consciousness in 1961. Wow. Normally I would not talk about something in the 1800s or probably before 1930. Jason went there. But this all kind of came to light really in 1961. So we're back in my zone. <laughs> That's right. You're I'm, sweet I'm spot. in my own lane here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the Bathsheba ghost town only lasted 12 weeks. So wow. it was a short enough time to exist where there might not be a lot of records. Truly. It's a short retreat. If, if it was like, oh, this town existed for 10 years and mm-hmm. there was no records, then we know. Well, it probably didn't exist. Yeah. But for a few months, there's not even enough time to have roots to document things. Totally. And in some places in this period of time, it's not like things were like properly zoned and fluctuating land ownership. A lot of things could have been up in the air. Bathsheba was meant to be a utopia free of men. Initially, 33 females, 12 of which left in the first week. They're like, we don't. Not into this. We're not into this for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. And the remaining members, after about 12 weeks, just up and disappeared. Mm -hmm. Just left Bathsheba, making it a ghost town. Okay. Okay. It's a swift, swift cutting of the population. And where this all comes from, in 1961, Oklahoma historian Robert Cunningham retells the story of a Kansas reporter who discovered the town in 1893. So mm-hmm. you have somebody telling a story of someone else's story, but that person is not named. Yeah. Okay. Tough. It's not urban legend necessarily. I guess you could put it in that category because it's it's not that strange. It's, it, the way it's described, it's a, a little bit strange, but it's not straight. It's not like oh, aliens came or the people saw lights. So the urban legend part is if you think it's an urban legend. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just is somebody – retelling a story and be purposefully misrepresenting yeah truly this information if it actually exists or do they remember it differently or is it passed down or do they just want to tell an interesting story 
and they're like, hey, let me tell you a story about something that happened 70 years ago from 1961. Mm-hmm. Well, you think about the 60s, too, and I don't know anything about this author. Are they related to someone who may have settled there? Are they an anti-feminist person who's seeing women taking birth control and having more freedoms? And they're like, whoa, let's take that down a notch. You guys had a city at one point. Let this be a cautionary tale. Yeah, we don't know. It's like history is told by the victors. We're not sure what perspective this man has or what vested interest he has in this information. According to this reporter in 1893, is riding through Oklahoma and stumbled upon a prairie town that was made up entirely of women. He's thinking probably, ooh la la. <laughs> this is great. Allegedly, the village had a mayor and a police chief, and the police chief's job was to keep men out. No I love men. that. Not only no men, no male animals. That's more difficult. No roosters, <laughs> ox. I'm not familiar with the genders of, of, of animals, but is it roost, you didn't rooster? You do your research. No. Roost, rooster, hens, mare, and stallion. O- what ox? Oxen. Oxen and Cows. Bulls. Bulls and cows. Bulls and cows. Yeah, okay. yeah that's right. Okay. We, we straightened it They're out. They're non grata. And the police chief, who's female, mm-hmm. and according to the story, to keep from getting shot by her, the reporter took a strong pair of field glasses to observe the activities of Bathsheba. Oh, so a- he's like, he was like in a bush with some binoculars, just like ogling the, the women in a, in a pond bathing. It's a 90s movie. I adventure. don't silence journalists. <laughs> okay. But you know what I do? Take breaks. Hmm. An audio drama for adults. Love is a word many use carelessly. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. My sweet, 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 sweet. Do you want a roommate or a lover? Can't say I've ever been in love. But I think you're in love. I like her sense of humor. I like her honesty. I love her ass. My sweet, sweet, sweet. Sometimes I really hate you. I hate you. He hates me and I hate him. You don't even know what hate is. My sweet, sweet, sweet. I hate you! I hate a memory. I hate when you say that. I hate sleeping alone. I hate Texas! What do you love about her? What do you love about her? Does a man exist on this planet who will love her more than you? How can I expect her to love a man that she's afraid of? Find Wolf Brothers Saga on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I love you. Hi, hello. How are you? Hello. How are you doing? Are you well? Are you? I think so. You look great. Yeah, you look great. Did you exfoliate today? They definitely did. Yeah, I, I can hear your scrubbedness. I don't see there's the no waves. frown lines, there's no crow's mm-hmm. feet. Through space and time, you look great to us. We're also very easy to impress. Oh, very low expectations, too. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to see our faces. No, you don't want to see our you faces. You look good to us, all right? We want to say hello to anyone who's listening, anyone who supports the show, shares the message. Mm-hmm. And what is the message? What is the message? I don't know. I was actually asking, what is this message? <laughs> I'm sorry, existential moment. Oh. We want to say hello to our government. Mm-hmm. Introducing, coming to the stage. You know him. You love him. Here they come. All right. David Bull. Hello. Kat Joselle. Hello. Dara Rosenzweig. Hello. Ashley Matson. Hello. James Harrington. This is like Jason's reel. Hello. It's not, it's not this long. Oh. And the governor. Mm-hmm. The one and the only. Avian, Avian Noble. Noble. 
If you want no ads, no chit-chat bonus episodes, which will be out. The bonus mm-hmm. episode will be out. The bonies are coming. No chit-chat, no ads, early access. You don't have time for that. Go back and listen. You want to go back and listen to episodes with no ads and chit-chats? You want to save time? Time is money. Money is power. Ooh. Power is everything. Whoa. It's the 1980s. <laughs> Right. Greed is good. Tall, glassy buildings. Suits. Power suits. Pets everywhere. Cola. Fluffy ass bangs. Cocaine was good for you then. <laughs> so crazy. Lip liner. Go to patreon.com slash ghost town pod. You're not going to find any lip liner or cocaine on the Patreon. Mm-mm. Not yet. Uh, not yet. But I if mean, you request it. Yeah, just... I mean, Kat Joselle also messaged on Patreon. And if you're a patron, message us. Please. I mean, you can do it anywhere, but you know, message us. Yeah, absolutely. And sent an article about the Girl Scout murders. And mm-hmm. I guess there's an article that came out today that uh, Kristen Chenoweth, am I saying that right? Yeah, Kristen Was supposed Chenoweth. to be on that trip. What? And she was, I guess she was sick and she couldn't go on the trip. Oh my God. That is wild. That's what Kat Joselle said. Yeah, I mean, and I, wrote, I, I wrote agree. <laughs> I haven't vetted this information, but it was pretty legitimate source-wise, just uh-huh. saying. And I don't know why Kristen Chenoweth would lie why? about What's it. What's she about? So... I think that's an interesting thing. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's just like these different worlds and we talk about one world and there's this other totally different world. It's like here here's them crossing for no apparent reason. Are we like friends with Kristen Chenoweth now? I don't know. Yeah, that makes us very good friends with her. Very, we're close. We can borrow money. Hit her up for a quote. free loan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's always weird to – it's like that information doesn't change my life, but I have to ingest it and like really take it in. Thank you. Or maybe yourself and Kristen Chenoweth could have lived in the town of Bathsheba mm-hmm. as we – Get back into it. Let's get back to 1890. I like to be there. According to the Oklahoma Gazette, as the woman raised her gun, I heard a loud shot and a cloud of black smoke billowed out of the gun barrel. I felt no pain and saw no blood darkening my white shirt. The woman dropped the gun as soon as she discharged it and all the women raced towards their tents and disappeared. The reporter went home and wrote his story, but the managing editor was not satisfied. When he returned a week later to finish the story to do some follow-up. The managing editor was like, get the fuck back out there. Are you a journalist? One gunshot and you run? And he only found the prairie. It was just empty. Hmm. I saw no tents or wagons. Bathsheba was gone. A farmer nearby said the woman told his wife they had left because they were lonely, afraid, and in disagreement. Bathsheba had lasted about 12 weeks. Cunningham didn't name the Kansas reporter... He quoted, no known descendants of Bathsheba residents exist to shed light on this tale. That's convenient. The life, I don't know, could they, a bloodline die out even if it did exist? Sure. But even still like a relative, like when you think about people going to uh, live on communes and they leave a relative behind. If, if you imagine these women, maybe they're, they're younger and maybe they're in their 20s or teens even and they don't, you know, have offspring or wh- whatever, you'd think someone would have also reported on this or commented on it or or told their story about their mom or their sister or their aunt or their grandmother kind of disappearing to go forge a life for themselves in a feminist utopia. Now, there is another more documented, but I think still alleged, I guess, settlement Mm -hmm. called the Daisy Colonists, led by Annette Daisy, who gathered 34 women to establish a community Men free. Love it. No men. Love it. It's been documented in various news articles, including the New York Times, 
September 17th, 1893, across the sacred borders of which no man shall pass. Mm. And the settlement had two houses and four shelters by December 1893. And there's no records in Garfield County, which mm-hmm. both these places allegedly took place. There's just no records. But again, in vetting information, maybe are they just telling stories of things and mm-hmm. getting them into newspapers and then they're being shared and, and, yeah. and such. That's kind of what is alluded to. Yeah. Is this the time where we should talk about if these exist or not exist? According to an 1893 article in the New Zealand Star, and this is from the Lost Women's Space blog, but this is from that mm-hmm. New Zealand Star article, a new feminine utopia from which man is excluded, has been established in the Cherokee Strip and bears the appropriate name of the Daisy community. It was generally told in the newspapers prior to the opening of the Strip that Miss Annette Daisy, a Kentuckian of some celebrity, as a boomer in previous land openings, was camped on the line with some 40 spinsters and widows and purpose leading them into the Strip to secure a section or so and establish a woman's settlement. Miss Daisy and her project were lost sight of in the shuffle and scramble that followed to rush over the border. But the missionary found 22 of the Daisy colonists settled on three-quarter sections, aggregating about 480 acres, a few miles west of Ponca. They had erected two houses and four rough shelters and had begun to improve the land. A hard man secured off quarter of the section and they've been trying to buy him out. But he seems well pleased with his neighbors and declines to leave. So this has kind of made the rounds mm-hmm. on new- in newspapers in black and white. And just to make sure I check this actual article that it was an article. Just wanted to make sure that something actually I could see that existed mm-hmm. in a newspaper. Yeah. And this was one of them. I couldn't find the New York Times ones, but it is cited. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that it's true. So what's been put out there is the Daisy Colonist and the Bathsheba town were the same thing, just being told by two different sets of people. Yeah. That makes sense to me. That makes much more sense to me. I'm a feminist. (laughs) I believe that it exists. (laughs) I love the idea of it. I think women are scary. And the idea of women having their own colony and governing themselves, especially at this time, is a very scary prospect to men, especially the Western expansion that was happening there. The idea of women taking laws and jurisdiction into their own hands and shooting at men and not wanting them in. Is incre- it's still threatening now to men, incredibly threatening to men at this point in time, given this kind of free-for-all landscape that was happening and, and taking land and creating colonies and moving westward and all of that. That being said, I just, I remember when you said Bathsheba, I was like, who is that in the Bible? And I didn't believe that it was real because no, no woman would name her own colony Bathsheba because Bathsheba was, according to Wikipedia, the wife of Uriah the Hittite and later of David According to the Old Testament, the mother of Solomon succeeded David as king, made her the queen mother. She's best known for the biblical narrative in which she is summoned by King David, who had seen her bathing and lusted after her. So she's someone that comes to power from being a sex object, pretty much, in the Bible. And I don't think any like feminist colony would be like, this woman, this Marilyn Monroe of the Old Testament, let's name our colony after her. But I get that the, the Daisy colony, it feels like if it's conflated with that, that makes much more sense. And Bathsheba was kind of the male conception of that. Case closed? Uh, yeah, I think, I think, uh, case closed. 